Welcome to the Next Step Podcast with Jay. And Brad. Wait. Wait. I'm Brad. I'm Jay. I'm an All act. Right. All right. Hi, Brad and Jay. Hi, I'm Jay. I'm Jay. <laughs> okay, go for our hydro flask. Oh yeah, hydro flask. You if, did that if, for if, the... if, you, if you work, if you work for hydro flask, I, I'm, I was saying for those of you who aren't watching and tuning in live, and you're listening to this recording, wow, I have the biggest. You a long time. We we invited my wife, and I'm Lexi. This is in your section. Yeah. Thank you. I'm contemplating okay, inviting you again. The hydro flask she got me for Father's Day was it or my birthday? It's Father's Day. Three hundred quarts size. And it's huge and um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's all. I don't know where I was going. Okay. You were really saying hydrated. if you work for Hydroflask, we hey, would love to hook reach some brothers up. Hook some brothers up. We'll, we'll uh, shout you out. Yes. You shout us out. They're what? called sponsors. Oh, is that what they are? Yeah. We would love to have like some in the sponsors. Program? We have sponsors in this program. But if you, <laughs> we, we don't have any uh, title sponsor. We do have people that are so gracious that donate to our podcast. That is true. And there's a, on our webpage, 12stepstochange.com. Yeah. You can go on there, and there's a donator support, and that definitely... <laughs> Don't there. you guys do a Light the World podcast? Yeah, we did. It's John, on there. John Dye, yes. Thank you. Uh, it's posted live on there now. Right now. Check it out. We're going to talk about that on news, Brother Dye. But, um, so if you want to donate and help, uh, it's on our website. That would be great. Please we were able to travel a little yeah. bit, and did we did a youth conference. Youth which, conference, pretty oh, far away, but it was amazing on Saturday. It wasn't that far. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she here? Okay, Why Maxie, she let's, her. talk let's, to her about Let's what? introduce you in the in, 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 in this second. <laughs> Can you wait? We're going to ask you I'm questions later. I'm just as important as She's you She's beautiful, but we'd just like her to sit there for a minute. Jay, true or false? Yeah. We complained a little bit on our drive to the conference. For sure, especially because windy roads, it was pitch black. We didn't know how far it was. We thought it was 30, 40 minutes in my yeah. head. No, it, no I went back through the email chain. I figured out why. It's because this brother reached out and he was like, "Hey, love who, the podcast. Who to the podcast. Yeah, 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 I love podcasts. Blah blah blah. I'm a Carl's bad. I'm like, oh sweet, Carl's, Carl's bad. We're thinking. And then and then the same email chain. It's like a long chain, like over like six months, right? And then yeah. he's like, oh hey, our speaker dropped out of youth conference. Would you guys be willing to go? I'm like, eh, sure, Carl's bad. Yeah, let me ask Jay. Jay, would you go to Carl's bad and do a youth conference? Like, of course. Like four months from now, it's yeah. easy to commit. Easy like, to say yeah. Yeah, sure, great. So, like, forget, you know, put it in the calendar, and then all of a sudden it comes. I'm like, oh, what's the address? I sent it. I didn't, never mapped it until I so sent it an hour address. before we leave. <laughs> an hour before we leave, I'm like, dude, we, it says an hour and 45 minutes. Like, we had two hours before we left, and it said an hour and 45 minutes. Like, we need to leave now. And I missed uh, Christmas tree shopping with my wife that it was night. Saturday night. Our family. Yeah, my wife but, just got back from. Anyways, it was amazing. Right, yeah, so like we literally complain like, the whole way. Like a, low, like a lot of services, we get out and we complain the whole drive, the whole way. <laughs> but then on the way back, oh my gosh, pure stoked. We were like, like that was the best thing. It was awesome. Best tri tip. That tri tip was on point. Anyways. So it was good. But it's like light the world. Sometimes light the world. Sometimes we, can be scary. We have we're scared. We for sure step out of your comfort zone. Remember I shared like Sharon. Getting groceries for that couple, that was hard. I didn't have the money to do it. I know. And so that, I think that's out. the whole point is we're lighting the world the way the Savior did, and it may be uncomfortable. We may not want to do it at first, but I, every time we do it, it turns out great. So what uh, what's the latest one you've done? Uh, light the world today. I today sure. Today's day five, light the world. Uh, this may not come out after day five, so whatever day this published. But day, day five is today, if you're watching to us live on the feed. Day five. Is uh, honor thy father. 
honor thy father. I feel like I honored him today. And mother. Honor thy mother and father. Oh, yes, I know. I just cut it off. Oh. But okay. yes. Mothers are important. Thanks, Lex. Mm-hmm. But honor parenthood, probably? Yeah. I helped a mother today. Uh, shared my testimony of the program. She has a loved one um, who she is married to who suffers from addiction. And I shared my not only my testimony. She's not of our faith, but I shared my testimony of the gospel. She converted like me to her church. And I shared my story of that, and then I shared my story of recovery. I shared Lexi's story of being a spouse, and I felt the spirit the entire the whole entire time. Let's hold your comments to the end. Oh but uh, shared no, for real though. I shared this. I felt the spirit really strong, and I felt you called me immediately after. So good. I called like five people. I called you, you. I called Lexi. First called my wife, and then I called you. Then I called Brian. Then I went in a row of just. I want to share with everyone. Of course, not everyone's always super. You can't get a hold. Anyways, I was jacked up the whole drive home. I geek out on that stuff. You and I geek, geek out, out on like the spirit, the spirit was high, spirit. high with yeah. this one. And and you said, if I paraphrase you, this is like all the crap we do in life. Blah blah blah. None of it. This is it never makes sense. Like none of it's worth it. Like this is why. This is why we do. What we this do. is why we're on earth to serve others. True yes. And you, you you closed the deal. You made some money, but that was minor compared to the so joy minor, you felt yeah. from serving others. Definitely. Um, so that, you know, we get the opportunity like every the day. Uh, we should do it a year round, but I think the Christmas time is a great reminder for us to okay, just kickstarts the new year too. go above and beyond. Yeah. Finish the year strong. Kick the new year off. Okay. Yeah. Some news. I had some news too. Go my ahead. My brother-in-law shared this and I don't have it because my phone's over there recording us. Your brother mm-hmm. um, shared with me for um, a... a Pro BMX or a pro dirt biker? Dude, I up. was just talking about it right here. No Colton. way! Stop it! Colton Satterfield. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So, so our, my brother-in-law, okay. Lexi's brother, who listens to our podcast. Awesome. Shout out to Utah farming. Chris no, or Brent? Cool. Well, I was going to say his name, but Chris. Oh yeah, yeah. Chris. Chris. Um, anyways, uh, he shared a story with us about this kid. So go on. I don't have it in front of me. So Colton, he's like top uh, BMX uh, freestyle BMX person. Sponsored by Monster. Monster Energy, energy drink. drink. And when you get, and you're in action sports, you understand. When you get a, an energy drink sponsor, that's like big time. Big time. Clothing, big time money. bikes, like they don't pay much money. You get money when you get an energy drink sponsor. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's like you've made it. You've made it. When you've got Monster, Rockstar, Red Bull on your helmet. Yes. This is in anything, any of those actually. Any, sports. yeah. Extreme sports. So there are some athletes, that's their only sponsor, and yeah. that pays for everything. Well, he I was mean, sponsored by Monster. Um, X Games X athlete, game. you know, this guy's legit. That is no joke. And he posted up and he said, I'm the most logical person I've ever known. I've gone entirely around the world and I say, I know it. Okay, hold on. Before I go back, he <laughs> dropped his Monster Energy sponsor. Yes. He says, oh, wow. I don't renew my sponsorship because, not because of the caffeine, it's because of the image that they are portraying in their advertisements. And if you watch Supercross. Yeah. Monster Energy Girls are, like, right out in front. Yeah. And I don't know what they have to do with the drink, but the shorts are really short. <laughs> yes. Rockstar, And it's, too. like, free. All they all do it. They all do it. I mean, sex sells. Yes. So they're blatantly using sex to sell sugar and caffeine. Yes. But he, he said. sell sugar it, and caffeine because people would buy it just uh-huh. for sugar and caffeine. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, like, that's not enough. That's not enough to get people hooked. Like, <laughs> Well, there was Coke. Yeah, so that's true. Coke and Pepsi are already doing that. Yeah, So Coke. they had to up the game. They had to up the game, take it to another level. But uh, so he basically said, I am not, I don't want to be sponsored by them anymore because they don't represent the image that I want to portray. And he's LDS? He's LDS. And so this is his spiritual quote. He's like, I'm the most LDS. Log- I'm the most logical person I have ever known. And I've gone entirely around this world. And when I say I know it, 
it far for five R's. Far surpasses faith. It's true. This dude lays his experience nicely. So he puts a YouTube video out um, of a Christian, like a born again Christian converted to Mormonism. Colton goes on to say, your life is short. Make it worth it. Love everyone. The truth is far beyond all and any philosophical understanding. It is true. Christ and God are real, and that's why you are here. God is so good. Dudes and chicks, dudes, this is the answer. I love it. Just like Man, real talk, chicks. right? <laughs> dudes and chicks and dudes, this is the answer. And then he quotes, for we have not followed cunningly devisable fables when we made known unto you the power of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Cool. You rock, Colton. So he just straight out, there's a picture of him biting a gold medal at X Games. <laughs> Dude, um, awesome. You're I so do have good. friends of a friend, so I'm going to, I don't know if he's reach out to him. Why does that last name sound familiar? Where is he from? Utah. Is oh. he a Utah boy? No, I don't know. I don't know. I just said that. Um, no but I've got, I have some mutual friends in the spor- action sports world that I'm going to try to connect, connect. Um, just like Our life is player. like a big action world. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just think <laughs> I, what I'm really stoked on is he just um, oh, not ashamed man. of the gospel. So rad. And, and especially in, in a his, world. In a world where loud, like that's where you get. Proud. But you don't understand. That'd be like, uh, that'd be like <laughs> no, me quitting sure. my job today because that's our only source of income. That's you know what I mean? Like that's gnarly. Yeah, that's what we Hey, I'm quitting because this Does, doesn't work. Does he have kids? Is he married? No. But oh. th- that doesn't mean anything. It's, that's how he's making coin and faith. That's a guy who left. I mean, we have stories, not the one more thing. We have stories in the Bible where Christ, that young man, right, came to Christ, said, what do I got to do? I confessed all my sins. I'm ready to go. He said, cool, sell everything. Come with me. Right. And that guy walked away with He's his like, hand. He's uh, like, actually, never mind. No. <laughs> never mind. No, I'll take the monster drink and walk away. This guy's like, no, I'll pour the monster drink out of this rock. I'll find something else. And, and, and I, he was key to, like, it wasn't necessarily because of the sugary caffeine Like, drink. Yeah, which is great that he said that because yeah. that's not why. Yeah, because awesome. I think a lot of us, uh, anyway, yeah, that's good. the whole caffeine debate within church. But BYU is all about it now. Um, yeah, they do have it. Yeah, Monsters? we talked about that. No, no, they have Can't, They sell Coke and Pepsi. Oh. It's on its <laughs> way. Just kidding. Not if Colton has anything to do with it. Um, another, next uh, news article I want to talk about is... If you're tuning in live, hey. Uh, welcome. We can't read your comments. I put my phone really far back. Remember, we do this out of the kindness of our heart. We don't know what we're this, doing. This cause of controversy <laughs> oh, what? Uh, this one? In, in the social media world I saw oh, this was, was when President one. Trump went and visited Welfare Square. People were pissed. It was either... I mean, hating. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they were uh, TO'd, as Kip would call it. <laughs> they were very TO'd. Uh, why were they TO'd? Uh, a lot of members think that we, as members, shouldn't support someone who they quote-unquote deem as... What they deem him as, which is a racist, a sex... All these things, all these... Which, which, which is, is the Which irony. is the same with, with we have left and right politics in America, right? For like, sure. Every side does it to the other side. Always. So, <laughs> always. So, well, like the last eight years, they yeah. were saying that about the the guy on the Previous, left hand side. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Before that, I'm, I wasn't around then in the chair. Well, I was, but I wasn't paying attention. But I'm sure they were saying something about yeah. him. It's yes. Uh, for, unfortunately, but we like to judge men. Like it's interesting. Like it was interesting. I read these comments. Right. We were on the same Facebook. You, you like to you like to com- read my comments. I read your comments. Well, because Facebook puts the algorithm. <laughs> they know we're friends. They know we're tight. They know we're tight. Okay, and then so they put his stuff up, and then I just I just laugh, and we <laughs> add to each other's comments, and it gets people frustrated. But a lot of people were like, "These are probably really." It's interesting when you get behind a screen and a keyboard, you yeah. say a lot of things that you normally probably wouldn't say. These members probably would never say this in their in, if they were in front of him or of in church. Not. But like when they get on here, man, with that keyboard and that magic Key- screen, keyboard cowboys, I like to call them. <laughs> keyboard <laughs> cowboys and cowgirls. I like that. Yeah. 
man, they're yeah, social justice warriors, but on the Mormon side. Um, so there, there were a lot of people highly concerned. I, I'm like, we're a, an American church. Yeah, I love what you said. The that. president of the United States is yeah. going to come visit. Uh, at once we were persecuted by our own country, yeah. and now we have the president of the United Imagine if Joe Smith could see with this now, which he does. Right. Now they come to Salt Lake to visit. Yeah. Every president, I think, has in my lifetime uh, they have. Uh, yeah. And and what greater way to show what service we do? So, like, yeah. Welfare Square. We don't turn anyone away. Like, if, the, if the bishop came here from the Catholics, we'd welcome and we'd, they'd course. sit down and talk with them, of which course. they've done. Yeah. Of course. Because that's what Christ taught. But anyways. So I, I just think... Uh, Not to, like, make you feel guilty. <laughs> Do you feel guilty? I'm just <laughs> kidding. Those that think... I mean, some people are probably <laughs> legitimately concerned, like, well, is he going to, We might like, lose some followers over this one, but we're not saying we support Trump. We're uh, just saying... I don't care what we should I don't, If Hillary Clinton was president... We'd want her there, too. We'd want her there, too. Because like, we'd want to have influence. Whatever. We'd whatever. want to be able to help. Yeah. Any way we can. Come see what we're doing. And he said... He said... Thank, one of his comments was yeah, awesome. I was just going to read that. Yeah, read that. Thank you for what you do. Very few people do it like you do or something like that. I love that. We are very proud of you. What you do is like nobody else. Those were the words of U.S. President Donald J. Trump. His first visit to Salt Lake since becoming president a year ago. And he's n- not been super high of the LDS church. No. Like he's... No. he's uh, he, but he came and said that. He came and said that. He didn't and have to I, say I, And I... Of course not. Nope. He, that guy says I, whatever he wants. <laughs> and he chose to say that. So I think he actually means it. Um, and I think I think I posted on someone's page that was like really concerned. I'm like, didn't President Uchtdorf say our church? We have a welcome visitors welcome in front of every chapel. Yeah, please come in. Yeah, that's a big not, welcome. That, please welcome, come in. That's regardless of what past experience, what you've said, what you've done, what you believe. Please come and see what we have, and we hope to inspire you to change. If some Everyone. of those, if if you're listening, and you're kind of getting frustrated because you may have been one of those or those people or whatever. Or you uh, still feel that you, way? Did you vote for him? Um, no, I didn't. But at the same time, dude, if uh, the comments I read on there, if those people were saying that about him, then for sure they didn't want me in the church. Because when I came into the church, I was ten times worse than the stuff and the stuff they said that quote unquote he said or done. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Like I've actually done and said those things with yeah. real accounts. And like, so sure. what you're saying is you're everyone's welcome with your past. You're 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 contradicting what you believe in. They don't really. I don't think they comprehend all that. Some I think we're sincerely concerned. Like, is he going to have some voodoo power? Yeah, to, that like, was weird. That was really weird. To, like, like influence on. them. Yeah, to, I loved your comment. You're like, and the one guy. You're like, or lady. You're like, I think the brethren like are old enough to not be influenced by the world. That's kind of why they're our brethren. Like, you know what I mean? They've already seasoned They've enough. already surpassed the world's influence to a degree. Yeah. Every man can fall for sure, but. Dude, it's not the first time some of these dudes have been around power or money or wealth or whatever. Right. Dude, they're not gonna be like, oh, oh my gosh, oh, Trump's here. Yeah. Well, what should we do? And like, no, dude, like, these are these are men called of God, not of man. Amen. Amen. I believe that too. So I I think it's great. Amen. I welcome all presidents, future, and as well as all of our Instagram followers and Facebook followers. Just want to give a shout out. How many dropped off right there? <laughs> a bunch. <laughs> if we can see our screens, they're like dropping like flies. <laughs> Just it's kidding. a controversial subject. I don't know why. It, it is. My face is fat. I just saw my face. You want to see there? Look fat. at yourself. Oh, my world. <laughs> I got to grow the beard back no, and cover me, some of my fat. You say you don't listen to our, because you over-criticize your listening. Do you go back and watch ourselves when we do the live feed? No. <laughs> Especially after tonight. But yeah. <laughs> Is the shred there going to come back? Uh, it will one day. <laughs> It's going to make a comeback in 2018. Monday. Oh, you watched, yes. you watch, folks. 2018 is going to be the year of 
the redemption Wait, that of mustache? abs. Can we comment on this rad mustache you have? Yeah, it went all the way down to my chin. It was oh. a full-blown horseshoe, not a handlebar. It was I looked nasty. it up. It's called a horseshoe. Yeah. Lexi was gone for two days. I grew it out, cut it out, boom, and she said, nope. So then I trimmed it up, and it's still a She didn't cool. like uh, the full handle. It, it looked pretty like cool. I do like the stash. I just don't like the Going down the chin. She said it looked like Hulk Hogan. Hulk, yeah. Hulk, Hulk Hogan. But yeah. I was like, his is way better than mine. That was actually a compliment that she said that. Okay, well, let's, let's cut the That's news the out. News, okay. If we yeah. didn't lose you already, keep listening. We we're going to go back to the religion and to we're life. We're going to go back. We're going to share your step two Recovery. right now, and then we're going to talk. I want to share, actually. To you, Lex. I felt the spirit in that one. I feel every time you share. I know, but sometimes I really feel directed. That one I really felt directed. Dude, this is why, listen, if you're new to the podcast, one of the inspirations is when I'm sitting here listening to your share, because I know you really well. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. And, and You see the good and the bad. I see the good, the bad, the raw, the ugly, the beautiful, everything. And when, when I sit back and I listen to your share every week, and the first couple times I'm like, those are not Jay's words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> You know, those, it's inspiration coming out. I can see, I can see the spirit come over you and change you and share words that I think I've shared before, you know, someone sitting in the room and like, I know that person because maybe they called me before the meeting Mm -hmm. and you share something that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what that person needed to hear. And you had no idea of that. Like I I literally have seen the Lord work and you be a mouthpiece for him. Yeah. Uh, every time. And I can tell sometimes you come in here and you had a crappy day at work mm. or you're it's feeling sick. Yeah. And I'm like, I know that because you complained to me the whole drive here. Like, <laughs> dude, this can't, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, but I do know you get here, we say the prayer, we do introductions, and we read we read our step, and then you share the Spirit's going to be there and going to deliver what needs to be said. I try real hard and to not share my own wisdom, but to pray real hard. When we're finishing on the last few steps, if you look over at me, I'm usually talking to myself, and I'm praying. Like, please don't try to say what you think you need to say. But And, if you, and obviously, if you're listening to the cast, you, you can hear Jay's. Sometimes you start a little rough. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And then it gets into it, and you bring it home every time, and it's not an act. It is just I truly see you humble yourself to share it. So, And I know our listeners love it and listen to it. So, so enjoy. Thank you. Step two, back with Lexi on Ask the Addict. Mustache. Okay. I'm Jay I'm an Act. Hi, Jay. I am grateful to be here. Uh, grateful to see the room filled again. It's what, uh, that uh, just gives me a lot of hope. I mean, we're talking about hope, and um, there's been many times um, since I started this journey for myself that I was definitely without hope. I think when you start the journey, you're pretty much hopeless. I think it, the way it says in here, it talks about right off the bat, um, when you first come, you're frightened and you're cynical, but, you know, you're, you're just on the brink of, but you see others that have, you know, you may identify, you've heard their, their shares or their stories, or you've talked to them afterwards, and you're like, oh, man, that person's been literally, at least they're saying, they've been literally where I'm at, and yet they seem pretty happy. That's, that's where, for me, the hope first came in. It didn't come on church on Sunday. Um, I wish it did, but it didn't. It didn't come when I was on my knees at home. It didn't come when I was saying sorry to people. Um, you know, when, when, when I decided to try to get clean, it came in these meetings. It came, um, by hearing other people's, uh, stories, hearing their solutions, hearing their trials, hearing their failures, you know, like, you know, when we stumble and fall and then, and seeing victories. I remember one time, the, the, the first one that probably hit me the most was, uh, the facilitator in San Clemente talked about how she had lost custody of, of her, of her child and, uh, due to her alcoholism and yet, through the program and through cleaning up over your sobriety, you know, taking taking the program exactly the way it's supposed to be. She got a sponsor. She did the steps. She got chips. She did the whole thing, you know, just 
did exactly um, what she was told, and yet it all worked out. Like in the beginning, it was not it was very rough and rocky, just like it is for any of us. But I remember her sharing how she got full custody back, not in just custody, but full custody of her son. Um, not, not long after a year of sobriety. So um, that was the first story because my wife had left me with our two kids and she, she was separated. She was getting a lawyer to, to finalize like a divorce. And um, so that was the first thing that gave me hope. And uh, then, you know, like I say all the time, what gets you hope or gets you sober doesn't keep you sober. Like I've learned you know, many other experiences throughout the last five years. Um, one thing is when we started this meeting, Brad, uh, helped get this meeting started. I was like, man, I, you know, first, I remember the first meeting, me, him and Lexi showed up. And we're like, man, I hope someone comes. Like, you know, we'll probably get some people that we've told about, you know, from San Clemente that was the only meeting at the time. And I'm like, I hope, hope, hope people come. And, you know, we had talked to the wards, but you just never know. Like, and of course the rooms um, wasn't full, but there was people that came. And, I, and one of the first people that came was Darren. And uh, I'll never forget um, him sitting over here. I believe it was the first time over there, but he usually sits over here. I think it was right there. And it's like almost in that exact spot. Yeah, no, there you are. How dare you? <laughs> They're sitting right there and, and literally on the brink of this. I mean, like, I'm sure he'll share in his share, you know, and if, and if you know his story and if he talk about a perfect brightness of hope now, I mean, this two years ago, meeting starts. I had only been sober for a little bit, I, you know, like maybe a year or a little over a year. I just finished the steps. I tried to sponsor several people that dropped off, you know, in the San Clemente meeting and, and rightfully so. I didn't really know what I was doing. But um, then this meeting gets started. We get set apart and we pray diligently to have people led here that um, were ready. That could be like a foundation that we can help build other people's recovery, right? You got to build the foundation. And I feel like that's what we're doing in, in walks. Um, a man just like, you know, me or anyone else that had made decisions and had his life completely unmanageable from his addiction, just like it was for me or anyone else in here. And uh, two years later, you see him getting a chip. You see him sitting next to his wife that was, you know, he was in fear, you know, of, of, of just like I was, of losing everything and, um, and, and now facilitating another meeting. And, and eight months into his recovery, of, uh, you know, after we completed the steps, we then threw him in a calling, you know, he got called, you know, the Lord's like, hey, look at, that's it, that's it for your situation, that's what I need, that's, that's going to be enough, and I'm going to build the rest, and he gets a meeting started in Mishviejo, which has 20 or 30 people coming every week, you know, from the minute it started just about a year ago, and then he spawned, you know, I mean, what I'm getting at is, is, is that's how this program works, that's how Heavenly Father works, he takes imperfect people that are ready to surrender, and when we're ready to surrender, we find the hope that we need to, to, to endure. And then if you can endure, you'll get what everyone else who's ahead of you in the program gets. It's that simple. If I didn't think that this worked for everyone, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have the calling. I may do it for myself selfishly, but I wouldn't go promoting it. I wouldn't spend the amount of time that we spend talking about it. If I didn't actually believe with 100% surety, not just like a, a, I have faith that it works, I know it works because I've seen it. I've only, in fact, I've only seen it work with the people who do it. And I've seen a lot of people come, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool, but I'm going to do it my own way. And I've never seen any of them succeed, ever. And, uh, you know, I don't have perfect experiences. I just have five years of, of here, and that's what I've seen. It works if you work it. And uh, it, you give me hope. Um, Darren was the first person I sponsored that completed the steps. And, uh, you know, he's a miracle, just like everyone in this room. And uh, most of us could, have been, could easily be dead if we were in our active addiction. Um, you know, my disease took me to the brinks of death many times, and, and it still could. It's right around the corner. It's one decision away. And um, when I was thinking about hope, 
I'm going to, uh, that's what I was looking up uh, before I started. It's a quote from C.S. Lewis. It talks about, um, it's in Mere Christianity. And it says, <clears throat> imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you, un you can understand what he is doing. He is getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew that those jobs needed to uh, needed doing, and so you aren't you are not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house uh, about in ways that hurt um, and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of throwing out. A new wing here, putting an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. That's how I feel this program is, and um, I really am grateful, um, Darren, and for everyone that comes here. You know, we had people taking 30 days. That's what it starts. So if you're not taking chips and if you're not, you're not work, getting a sponsor, you're not working the steps and you're, you're building your own house. And if you're anything like me, every time I've ever tried to do anything on my own, I, I, it never works. It never works. None of my ideas work. None of my efforts work. And uh, when I surrender and I let Heavenly Father, I found, um, just like we've seen here tonight, um, he's building something bigger. And I'm grateful to be a part of this program and to be a part of this church. And um, I hope everyone will share tonight. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lexi, Spout. you're back, girl. <laughs> we did the whole other section, didn't hear a peep out of you, and now and she's back in pink. Yes. Ooh, ooh. Um, and you have a new hairstyle too. <laughs> I mean, I do. <coughs> Let's but show the public. What is that called? She's called, usually blonde orexic, but it's today she's called she an ombre. I couldn't go all the way dark, but I could do this. So. What do you mean you couldn't go all the way dark? She's blonde orexic. Well, like Jay likes people. it dark, but I am. I, don't I love like dark, yeah, being so blonde that I said I could do dark roots, and then so this ends. way you only see the blonde, but everyone else sees the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why? That and my hair was literally falling off because I kept bleaching it. Because she's blonde orexic. Anyways, I've never heard that term before. That's her. She came up with it. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, she's back in pink. Hi, Lex. Uh, I want to start. I, I exchanged some emails. Yes. Uh, thank you for everyone who direct message us, emails us. Uh, we probably don't respond to nearly. We don't engage as much on that as we should, you because these. because yeah. we get uh. some long ones. But I did engage with a with a sister. I don't remember where she's from. But she was asking about doing the steps herself. Yes. And she was an addict. Um, but uh, I want to lead this off with by what we read, and I think most group leaders should read in every meeting, which is, quote, family and friends who practice these same 12 <laughs> steps Sorry. will also find hope and healing for themselves. That is completely 100% true. And, and I find myself so often, you know... We, you know, 
scenarios we're talking, whatever, yeah. in church and regular life, you know, like, I got this problem. What do I do? I immediately like, oh, step four. Oh, you should probably do step. Like, I immediately go back to it because it's such, and my analogy is, my way of thinking is, if you could take someone and we've had, we've had a brother, like, of all the people we've interviewed, right? Like, they've been to the bottoms of despair. For massively sure. addicted. Massively. Families destroyed. Yes. Like, people have almost come, you know, they've overdosed almost death. They do these 12 steps and can, quote, get it all back, and they testify that things are better. Marriages are, they testify that marriage is better than what it was before. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it stopped blowing my mind a while ago, but it's still sh- surprising. For sure. And I, and I look at them like, if that can work for you, if I have these other little things, you know, I, I can overcome anything by doing these same steps. Yeah. Exactly. Being a normie, you're saying, like being someone who's not addicted to drugs or alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, I mean, even if you're not addicted to drugs or alcohol, you still have your own issues and problems that you have within yourself. And most likely, if you, if you are a loved one or a spouse of an addict, you're most likely a codependent. What does most that mean? Likely. We talked about it a little bit. We had, we had Kelly on that uh, does Kelly. uh, uh kellycodependentmormon.com. Oh, yeah. okay. Kelly's the one that does our website for us. Like She's she reposts awesome. our websites Go for Kelly. us. Thank you, Kelly, so much. You are the best. Um, but so there's a different, we learned from that, there's different versions of codependent. But um, yeah. so what do you mean by you're also a codependent? Were you saying you were a codependent when Jay was active in his addiction? I mean, I still feel like I. I have traits of a codependent sometimes, but I think it's more or less you're just kind of, like, helping them in their addiction. (laughs) You're not really, like, setting healthy boundaries, but you don't really know any of those things until you kind of are in a 12-step program. Okay. So I want to focus specifically on you. Yes, focus on And the benefits that you've done these 12 steps. Yes. The ARP 12 steps that are made for addicts to overcome their addiction. Yes. You actually said, I am not necessarily an addict. We all probably have addictive personalities, you know, like we, we, whatever. Man likes routine. Yes. But we do things that... I think we joke, but we're not, but many of us are not saying where well, I'm not an addict. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I probably have uh, two donuts instead of one, or <laughs> uh, I get the 32 stomach. ounce. You would never do that. <laughs> He's like a bird, him and his wife. <laughs> Anyways, go on. They kind of do. Don't uh, make fun of my moderation, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so you've got, so I, so I exchanged with a sister, and she was like, I want to go through the 12 steps, I don't have a sponsor. You're not an addict. You went through the 12 steps with a sponsor. Yes. And you share frequently uh, in our meeting about how much ben- how much benefit you've gotten from it. So yes. first off, is your sponsor like you or is your sponsor an addict in recovery? So my sponsor... Don't name names. If is like me. Okay. She has like a little bit of a past, but she... Did the 12 steps not for an addiction, yes. Okay, so she went before you into the 12 yeah, steps. she did it more for, like, anxiety and depression and things And did like she that. do it with a sponsor? So at the time, there wasn't a lot of sponsors around, so she actually did hers with her counsellor. Okay. And that's probably a, a, a lot of people reach out to us that they're it's in areas hard, where yeah. there's no, like, they don't have the resources of meetings or sponsors. Yeah. Um, and, and so... People are struggling. Like, we hear about sponsors. There's literally no one to get a sponsor. And yeah. so she went to a, ther- a therapist, counselor. Mm-hmm, and counselor. Them. Okay, so this is how the seed kind of gets planted. Like, right. And then she's spreading it. She's doing the 12th step mm-hmm. with other people. And I was, like, one of her first or second people that she's counseled. So, I mean, it's hard at first, but... 
Could you have done the 12 steps with uh, a lady that was uh, an addict in recovery that maybe been alcoholic? Um, yeah, okay. I think so. So just having someone... I think as long as they know how to do the 12 steps, then they are going to know how to like help you work whatever it is that you're... Because you still have to... like. I feel like if you're doing the 12 steps, you still have to choose something to help pro- for your progression. Yeah. So Xander shares on here that he went to AA before ARP, and he's not an alcoholic, yeah. but he would replace alcohol yeah. with, in his mind, he would say That's alcohol, exactly but do. he would replace in his mind, well, I'm actually opiate. <laughs> That's exactly what, what so, we do with the 12 steps as in a loved one or a spouse. Okay. Jay? I, you have an opinion back yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. My opinion is... Here's hmm. his opinion. For sure what she's saying is true in a lot of ways, but if someone, it's like if... If someone had, like, for an addict, I wouldn't go to have someone sponsor me that's not an addict in recovery. So I'm in saying worst-case scenario. Worst-case scenario, I guess. Bouncer but then. Yeah. <clears throat> it's always better to have someone that's actually been through it. So, like, yes. a, spouse, a spouse or loved one who has been a codependent should sponsor another person for codependency, and that's it, not sure. vice versa. Like, and, an addict shouldn't be and, sponsored. And, and I think this is a big cultural change in our church is we need people <laughs> who have gone through this to not keep your mouth shut not mm-hmm. hide it under a bushel. Not hide your recovery or your life story under a bushel and be a resource to other people because your bishop is not a wife who's dealt with it. He's dealt yeah. with the repentance process. But as you said, like another a spouse of an addict who's gone, you know, the spouses in our meetings whose, whose husbands or wives have found recovery through the 12 steps, the spouse's experience is just as valuable and needs to be shared and can valuably walk through another spouse. Yes. And I, and I, and I see, and we get these emails, and these direct messages from spouses saying, I have no one in my area that can help me sponsor. And I'm thinking, well, there's probably someone, but, but they're, they're just, just like, you know what? Anything. I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I don't want someone to judge me that I've yeah. had this. And yet someone is suffering just as bad as you were. Right. And they're, they're begging for that. Yeah. Um, but there are some areas where it doesn't happen. And so I would, we like, had that for a little bit. Our first year here when we started, like it was, a little, it took a while to take, I had to sponsor some people and then they got your pioneer, I would call she, you. And then she did, you know, some yeah. women and now they're helping other women. And so, so worst case, let's go like there's good, better, best, right? Yeah. Good would be, okay, well you could go through the 12 steps with a counselor or yeah. maybe l- a, let's, some, let's some say this, Jay, you, you and me are you know in some rural part of Iowa whatever and there's no meeting but you went through the 12 steps mm-hmm. and I'm like Jay my spouse is an addict I'm not but I want to go through 12 steps with someone would you go through them with me yeah you could do it yeah you've done them because you've done it because you did it I believe that you sh- you shouldn't sponsor you, you, no one should sponsor someone unless you've done it yourself that's that's the essence of the program because I've done if someone how can done you the 12, lead me up Everest if you've never climbed it yeah we'll both die <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So like we both, right? Think of that analogy. People die on that mountain. Yeah. The only people that are actually successfully going to lead someone is someone who's actually done it. Not someone who's read about it. Not someone who's read about it and paid a lot of money, which people are doing and they die. Yeah. So that's pretty extreme, but sometimes addiction is extreme. So. Okay. Okay. So Lex, um, when, I mean, you've been around the 12 steps for a long time. When did you decide to like, that's our do fifth it. year. That's our fifth year coming to the meeting. So sadly, this is my fifth year, and I just did started doing this about six months ago. Did you contemplate it before? Oh, she used or to share about it. All oh time. yeah, I used to. Con- I contemplated it since probably like two years ago. Okay. Uh, you start sharing about back when second meeting way longer. Okay, so maybe three. Four. Okay, so I'm gonna do <laughs> the steps this time. No, I mean I think for so many people it's like, oh, I'll just do the steps. I'll just do them on my own. Yeah. Especially as a spouse, you're just like, well, I. 
I mean, I'm not an addict. I don't have a sponsor. I'll just I'll go through the the questions and I'll do the questions what, and that will kind of consider. What was your was your reluctancy to? What was your reluctancy? I think. Be honest. Is it, will you be honest on the Honestly, podcast? I probably thought I didn't like really totally need it okay. because when you first read it, you're kind of just like focusing on your spouse. You're focusing on the addiction part, and then. I mean, after you start coming for so long, um, yeah, you start thinking about all the things that you have issues with that you could, yeah, I mean, this you literally. You benefit from. Yeah. Well, I the mean, words, like, family and friends practice the same cell traps while also find hope and healing for themselves. Yeah. Boom. Um, so it took about three, two or three years. And like it does somatics, right? Yeah. It took me a year to do my steps. Yeah, that's not surprising to me. No. Completely normal. Um, but you actually said, I'm going to start this many, many times. Many times. Like, and in my mind, like, we would read steps and be like, oh, I really need to do that for myself. Because I remember times you would say, I should start doing these steps. You'd share that in your yeah. shares. Yeah. Um, and when you're in a meeting, you feel the spirit. When we feel the spirit, we go like, oh, I should do this. I should do that. Start reading this. Yeah, more. you have, like, inspiration. And then and you get like, out in the okay, world, and you're like, it. yeah, whatever. And then the next day comes, and you're like, oh, I'm fine, you know. And so, That's yeah. That's human that, nature, right? That's yeah. the natural man. So that happened for a while. So... How long ago did you start doing them? So probably like six months ago. I'm actually not fully finished yet. Okay. I'm at ha- like halfway through. Anything that surprised you from going through them that um, you didn't think would happen? I mean, you have a I am surprised, but not. Like, I guess I just really didn't realize, like, when I started doing the steps for myself with a sponsor where I'd go and meet her and we would talk about all these different things, is that um, step four was like a game changer for me. Like, it really, I can honestly say it changed my life. Because there were so many things that I thought that happened so long ago in high school or whatever it was that I didn't feel like were bothering me anymore. I've actually realized that they were affecting me and also our me and my husband's relationship. And so when I actually did step forward with the sponsor, she could point them out. And, like, I just started connecting, like, all these dots. Like, it was just crazy. It was actually really awesome. I left feeling like a whole nother person and just kind of like renewed spiritually too. Like I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to be on this. I'm doing this. And that's felt good. That sounds very similar to every, everybody else who's done step four. Yeah. So scared of step four, like, oh, to rehash, like all these bad feelings or bad things that you've done or bad things that have happened to you. Yeah. It kind of sucks. But then when you're telling it to people, like, I mean, she had very, very similar stories to mine and could relate like, I'd, I had no idea that she was going to be able to relate to me the way she did. So it was really cool. It was a super spiritual experience. We were both, like, crying, and it was awesome. Um, have you shared, um, I mean, recovery is very personal, but yeah. has it helped you understand Jay's recovery better by you doing that? Because you've been um, very familiar. Like, you've been, to, you've, gone, you've been in meetings for all the steps. Like I think... For me, it was really just focusing on me and myself and the 12 steps. Like, I, it had nothing to do with him. Obviously, there were some resentments that his name came up. But for the most part, it was just all about, like, I'm me. ready for those amends. <laughs> I'm ready for those amends. It was mostly just, like, about me. Jake, keep asking when step nine's happening. Yeah, yeah. Becoming better. And now like, I know why she stopped. Whatever. Just kidding. Go on. Anyways. So, yeah. Keep going. Say what you're saying. I don't know. It you helped. got me off. You got no, me no, off. No, I think Good. it was very healthy because recovery is about you individually right. and not, not about, about someone other else. People. You realize that And I right think away. that for other wives that I have been talking to, it's hard to get that separation when you're first, especially, 
Yeah, especially for wives who are just dealing with this for the first time and coming to meetings for the first time, it's really hard to separate your stuff from their stuff because you want to focus on theirs so badly. You want to be like, well, they've been doing all these and they da 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 But you have to like bring it back and remember why you're doing the 12 steps for yourself in the first place. Is it a J saying? Is it a Xander saying or is it an A saying? Keep your side street clean. A. Uh, eh. Okay. That's pure Actually, it's Al-Anon. That actually started now. That's an Al-Anon. I think, actually, that's the truth. It's okay. And and if you're not familiar with Al-Anon, what is that? <coughs> you don't know what, what it stands for? Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I don't know what it stands for either, but Al-Anon is for spouses. About it was started it. Yeah. by his wife, I believe, Bo's wife, but don't quote okay. me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was, to help support the women. So. Anyways. So it's awesome. So you're on step four? Six. Six. Six, okay. Yeah, six and Getting seven. Close to and, stuff. and are there... Restitution. <laughs> are there ones, that, like, when you get done, are you nervous to start the next one? Are you excited? What's your feeling on it? I think mine is just, like, pure laziness. Like, the kids and everything. Just like, like an I don't, Sometimes you just make excuses. I don't excuses. think... And is your sponsor pushing you to get them done? No. A good sponsor really shouldn't. Uh, you think it's that it's just, opposite of the world would be like... Yeah, like my, my immediate would be like, dude, like why is your sponsor calling you to do it? But. Yeah. Like sometimes if I see her, I'm like, oh, is she going to say anything? But she's always like, oh, Lexi, hi. And she like never brings up the steps. And is that... When yeah, so what I found in my experience, so in my first year... And this is very helpful because I, in, in ARP culture... I have so many group leaders who are like, what is a sponsor? Because they literally don't know. They literally have no idea. They've never been a meeting yet. You're, and you're running, and I would take this with a grain of salt. You're running a 12 oh, step yeah. meeting, and you don't know how 12 step meetings are supposed to handle. Like, you should probably go to a local go to AA a, or go, NA if or something. If you don't have any fully functioning ARP meetings, go to AA, go to NA. Please, and, and then just ask. And the just leader. sit there and listen, Especially ask them. Especially for addicts, because that's like, that could or, be life or death. Life or death. Or go to the internet and read up on them. <laughs> yeah. Because the internet lot has lots of stuff on what about chips? What the about I'm sure there's live. What are sponsors for? Yeah. And here, so here's my story. So when I first uh, started sponsoring someone, it was way too soon. I hadn't finished the steps. And what do you know? It didn't work, right? Because you can't give away what you don't have. So, like, I had sobriety. As far as work, sobriety, I wasn't using drugs, but I didn't have a real recovery because I hadn't finished the steps. And what I used to try to do is I'd call these people all the time. I was calling them. They weren't calling me. You were me. bugging them as their sponsor. Like, in a bugging, more of a motivating, like, using yeah. my sales techniques yeah. and this sell and them, the Sell them to get sell them. Like, I'm a sell recovery. And sure enough, they get jacked up. But then after a while, they fall off because their their testimonies in you. And then I started to realize, like, this isn't working. And, and what I realized too, is that I would get hurt more and more and I would take it personal. I was trying to carry these people and that's when I realized that, like, I'm not the savior. I had this conversation with James, you know, from the Thursday, as well as my sponsor and I realized real quickly that Mike, my sponsor, who we've had on here before, never bugged me. Ever. In fact, he never would call me unless I called him. He didn't bug me. Like, and he, it, You knew he was always there for if you needed him. I knew. And part of me, like, used that as an excuse to not do it for a while. But the reality is, like, guess what? It says in the step we just read that your sponsor will patiently, what does this it say? Step, this is step three. Step three. We're, we're on step two. We're on step three, podcast, but, yeah, but yeah. Step three, it says what? It says basically they'll pay, they're like Heavenly Father where it says, at first your efforts were a- anxious and halting. We kept, oh, it says, where it says, uh, the best some of us, well, we had too many commitments. I don't know. All Basically what it says <laughs> is that sponsors patiently wait for you to come to them. It's like Heavenly Father. Like, and it's actually worked. I've actually walked several people all the way through, one through 12, and they're out sponsoring other people now. And sometimes I want to. Like, I see them at the meeting, I want to be like, bro, are you going to get this done? But I remembered when people 
would, in the meeting who weren't my sponsor would do that. Sometimes it would help, but a lot of time it would push me further away. And I, reality is, this whole thing's about them anyways. It's a personal thing. The sponsor's literally there to just make, like, sometimes call you on your BS. That's the number, most of the number one reason for addicts. And then number two is, like I said, you're climbing Everest. There's some very technique things that need to be done the right way. And if it's done the right way, it's a proven method. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. So that they're there to call you on your BS, and they're there to to guide you only when you want the guidance. So that's that's like the gospel, right? God's mm-hmm. never going to intervene. Sometimes he does because very you're getting rarely. so very, But for most of the time, he's going to let you burn your hand on the yeah. stove. And then he comes in and teaches you about proper use of using a stove. My, I'm a very visual <laughs> analogy. So what I'm picturing is, and you've started some fires out in the desert, like camping. Yeah. Right? Big you start ones. a little, and then you put the lighter fluid on. When you're a kid. Tannerite. Tannerite. When you're on, when yeah. you're a little oh, yeah. kid and you're going lighter fluid, it's That's like right. <gasps> little kid, last week, really big, and yeah. then what happens? It just goes out, mm-hmm. right? But when you start it with that core center, the foundation, the foundation, and that burning. and that get the cold burning, boom, then it doesn't go that out. That fire lasts all night yeah. until the morning sometimes. Yeah, but, but if you, you if you keep if you oh. keep adding wood to it, but if you keep adding lighter fluid to it, it won't. It will flame it up. It just keeps burning the fluid, and that's kind of what you're saying is yeah. if you're like, you know, motivating him to like, hey, let's get the 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 step work done. Let's do this. Yeah. You're pouring lighter fluid on, but it's not a not a yeah. a, a long sustaining recovery. You want to stoke the fire, not just uh, spray it with lighter fluid. That's good. Yeah, kindle. That's term. So you're a little kindling. You're kindling, yeah. But for the most part, you got to call you. Like okay. there's sometimes like today I felt prompted to reach out to a couple of my sponsees and that worked. It was great. It was inspired. And then there's sometimes where I'm like, you know what? I'm not. It's me wanting them to push forward. Yeah. That's not how it works. So your sponsor, Lexi, mm-hmm. same, right? Yeah. Okay. And that's kind of the, yeah. the, the experience of doing the steps yourself. Yeah. Um, did your sponsor have to call you out on stuff? You know, like Jay said? Did yeah, Jay, she did. She called me out on a couple she things. Shared, she shared. No, don't get specific, but it was like, give me an example of on a, from a spouse type. Um, well, it, was, it didn't really have anything to do with Jay, but she, I was talking about some stuff that had happened to me when I was younger and I was kind of playing the victim role and she asked me a couple questions and it totally redirected the whole thing and it was like oh actually yeah I was trying to get attention or whatever it was she like pointed me you weren't quite as victim as you thought no same I, thing as an addict I realized that oh yeah I probably I really actually wasn't the victim and it, there were my own choices that led me into like a very bad relationship some bad relationships bad habits things like that okay so that Everest guidelines um now let's i want to skip forward to spouse meetings because yes. you've been to one right you've been to a few you've been to a few you and ran you your own little one. one so i ran my own little group if the, you will the, these are again in, in uh from my and jay's experience they're pretty new, especially in California. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about as far as in the states. church. We're as far not as saying in the church. Al-Anon, Al-Anon around forever. Fully runs, um, but but Al-Anon's a critical part of AA because that spouse. But just like in them. the, I think where we're going with this is, uh, this is a, a reality. Like I've heard this from women themselves and men that go to Al-Anon outside of the church. They say, you know, some you got to just like any like an ARP meeting. Sometimes you got to go and find the right meeting, you know, for you because sometimes you can go to one and it's it's a you know what fest. You know, where they're just bagging on their spouse, and that's not healthy for anyone. You need a place to vent for sure. Um, but so, so because a 12-step meeting is not a group counseling session. N- well, ki- in a sense, it kind of is, but not really. But, but no, our, it's group share. Well, I think no, the, it, 
It is not because they're not going on a round table. That's true. That's true. That's true. So there's a specific format for a 12-step meeting, yeah. which is what we do. We introduce. We read the step. There's a sharing portion that's short These about are, recovery yeah. and about their, what, where you're at. Mm-hmm. No crosstalk. And then after the meeting is when crosstalk or conversation yeah. happens. Yeah. So, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, but I think we're a bunch of semi-pro teachers in the church that the temptation is, I need to teach these people a lesson. For sure. And if you're in a new meeting sometimes, and I've got this manual, I have a manual, I need to teach you people about recovery. And that's not what the 12 steps is, right? No. And, and, and the same with the spousal meetings. It's really not supposed to be a meeting where we sometimes do that because, don't get me wrong, if you've gone through the program, you're you're now a 12-step person, like right? you got to operate the steps for yourself. But when it comes to a meeting and you've already done the steps, you have some time on your belt, you see a newcomer, you need to focus your share off yourself and you're, you're, you're complaining. So they and you need relate. to focus on your story. If you're the facilitator. It, anyone. Okay. Actually, it's, oh, oh it's if you've culture. done the 12 steps. You've right. done the 12 steps like, and you see a newcomer, it's kind of cultural to be like, all right, like, all the attention is on the newcomer. And that keeps the ego out. And right? if, you're, if you're a group leader or facilitator listening to this, we don't have uh, as much resource. Well, all we have is this manual for the church. Yeah. Right? But go to AA and look at 12 steps, 12 traditions. Like, this is not... We're, the church didn't invent this thing. Really they didn't invent this thing. That's really good. They adopted it. And you can go see what has been effective. The most effective thing that I've researched and found in the world to get sobriety. And a lot of this was formed... A lot of the stuff we have is formed actually through Al-Anon, believe it or not. So a lot of the sayings and stuff that we have, a lot of like that yeah. one, keep your side street clean and all this other stuff, some of that's from Al-Anon over the years. So... This really is, this program, like you said, is not just a program of action for addicts. It's a program of action for spouses, loved ones, or anyone who's trying to help or support someone else. And trying to not be an enabler, that fine line that you have to walk on as a loved one. So, Lex, your plate is totally full in life. You come to a general ARP meeting almost every week. Mm -hmm. And then on occasions, you've (laughs) held spouse meetings. Yes. But that's kind of tough. Now you're calling. You just stepped up on your own. And because of the need for it. But the spouses have talked to me have raved of how beneficial and helpful that's been. What is the format that you followed? Um, I mean, I pretty much just followed the format that we do here in our actual ARP meetings where I didn't start out with the actual 12 steps. I think a lot of the women that were coming were really new to, like, had just found out about husband's pornography or opiate addiction or whatever. And so we were actually reading there from the spousal. There is a spousal book. I don't know if we've ever talked a- about yeah, that here. Yeah, we have ARP.ls.org. There's two links at the bottom. Yeah. On the far left is the ARP manual, and the middle one is for spouses and families. And the spouses and family also have 12 steps. And I feel like the the spousal one is really good for, like, the newcomers where they just feel hopeless, where they feel they're just weighed down. It's all they think about. It's really... It's just a lot. And so we do it out of the, the spousal guide, and we just read. It's very short reading. And there is questions. We just skip the questions, and we just um, I kind of just give a thought. I kind of just kind of say a prayer and kind of give inspiration on whatever the um, step is. And then um, usually the wives will kind of just go around and share, or it's a little bit more of a conversation open, just because the the group is so much smaller than, like, an actual ARP meeting. <coughs> it's good. But, yeah, it's really good. I think a lot of the women that have come, they just feel like they can't just raise their hand in Relief Society and share or 
they're, they feel like they can't say anything because they don't want to, like, have a bad picture or portray their husband in a bad way. It, it messes up their blog profile or Instagram. Yeah, some of these people creation. make money. I mean, they make and and so, they living. And so, you know, it's hard when you feel like you're alone. Same as addicts. You know, a lot of addicts feel like they're the only ones that are out there. And in the church, it is hard to, like, you want to keep up this, like, oh, my marriage is awesome. Everything's good when in reality... You know, their husband's had a porn addiction and they feel like they just want to die and they have no idea what to do with it. And just Maybe some really of the fear is, too, that, like, as a wife, I just thought about this because the church is so full of service that you're afraid, like, if, if the ward finds out that we need help, everyone's going to be knocking at my door calling me, am I okay? Because I've had that happen. That's like, whoa, sometimes you don't need that. You know what I mean? Because they've never been through yeah, it, like you true, said. Huh? I think more people are just scared to have people... It's like, oh, well, course, they've yeah. got huge problems or porn. It's like, ah, scary. I yeah. feel like that's what a lot of people in the church think about those things. Totally. Like wives are just wanting to totally divorce okay their husbands like, because of porn addictions when it's like. Why they have an addiction to Diet Coke. Yeah, we, for we sure. can I'm totally. Sure. And Instagram and Facebook. I feel that way. I feel like there's a, lot of, I, there's a lot of addictions that most women or men who are the loved one of an addict or a parent of the addict. And yet, there's like Lexi was saying earlier. There's probably a lot of things in their life that are un, that are. So not you're saying you can in, have an addiction and still get a temple recommend because it's not on the list of questions. Yes, and that's why we need to take it easy a little bit when we're judging people. Like you know, like it's the irony is that someone can say to someone, "You can't go in the temple if you drink that cup of coffee," but yet, meantime, they're sucking back like 14 to 15 diet cokes a day, like which is proven to be extremely unhealthy for you. The chemicals in it. I'm not saying I'm the brother and we need to change policies, but I'm just saying you as a member need to watch what you're doing when you're pointing to other people. Well, you usually have a few fingers w- pointing, pointing at the uh, moat in someone else's eye when there's a beam in my eye. I believe that was in the scriptures. The did Savior G- said that. Jesus said that? I believe Jesus did say that. And I think that warning is because we're all tempted to do that. Yes. Um, yeah. But but none of them are right or wrong. The point is, is that we all have, right, we're all falling. We're all sinners. Yeah. You say that, and like so, w- whether you go, I- I've I've yet to hear. I've heard people go to a lot of meetings, and I've yet to hear people say I was judged in an ARP meeting. Never heard. Probably of I've heard yeah. say eh, it wasn't that great of a meeting because there's two people there, and the senior couple were really sweet and nice, but they didn't know what they were doing. But um, never like I shared my story, and then everyone judged me after. Yeah, I've never heard that. So the world thumb, Brad. You're all, and if you're listening, you're gonna walk into a meeting. You're always gonna feel better walking out than you did walking in. True that. Don't know anyone that says not true. And, and whether that's a spouse meeting, whether that's Any meeting. Uh, general ARP. That's a 12-step meeting. That's a 12-step meeting. Or Even outside like the church, if you're scared step. to go to an ARP meeting because you feel like your sins are, like, surpass anybody that's ever going to go in there and share, it's like, it's totally fallacy. wrong. Like, there's probably yeah, someone fallacy. in there that has done, like, twice as well. Your sponsor ends up being very identical to you, like, as far as, like, some of the experiences and stuff that you've done. Well, I, I talked to a few people this week because I'm prepping for a, a webinar with Leading LDS Podcasts. Well, they're awesome. Again, they're the best. They're awesome. That uh, was a fun one. We get a lot of listeners from them, um, and Kurt's been awesome. But, you know, the my the question always is like, well, what type of ARP? Do we need a spouse? Do we need pornography Close only? Closed men only in general? And my... And I've got, and you know what, I'll tease you up for a future uh, podcast or webinar, whatever, with uh, Kurt's podcast, Leading LDS, that I'll dive into that. We won't go into it now. But but I'm very, in, like, I have no 
I like the you, idea you of both. I think I think what we should do. I think the open meeting is huge because of a lot of reasons. The families there support and all of a sudden. And, and open Out. meeting means general addiction. <laughs> husband wives can come. Anyone. Anyone could come to the meeting. Any any addiction, whatever. And or if you're not an addict, you can come you because can come. your your son or spouse is an addict and they open. Yeah. You can have someone six houses down and you just really care about that person. And you want to come. Um, I do believe that's great, and I do believe it would be cool if we get to the point where we have all these open meetings, these general meetings set, that then we have spousal meetings that are set, yes. and then we have guy-only meetings. They call them stag meetings uh-huh. because sometimes, you know, for an addict, it's not easy to share it all when your wife's sitting next to you because you yeah. want to create more pain, especially mm-hmm. if you just got back together. Yeah. That was the case for me and Lexi. Yeah. I actually had a unique situation. My wife was in the room, plus my boss was in the room. Yeah, that was... I ended up working for the guy who was running the meeting. So uh, wow. me sharing about really what was going on, nah, I kind of hid that for a long time, and that's why I suffered. You secretly. can't share that your boss is. You know, yeah, you can't say you're having a hard time with your boss just because it's yeah. a work thing, or you yeah. can't share that. Oh man, my wife's really. Because cr- sometimes you got to get that out. Yeah. And like. You mean you, I'm not great 24 seven? Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but a prime example right there. Prime example. So so, you, you, and then that's my point. And <laughs> women only meeting. Yeah, women right? only. Too. Uh, what's that? What stag is men only? What's is there a name for women only? No. So that's a problem. Maybe we don't even have one that's like could be a name. That's what that one is. I mean, I guess. No, there's no name. But probably is. There probably is. I don't know what it is. Um, skirts. But yeah. Skirts. So my advice is going to be good, better, best. Good. So if you were to say, to we, don't have a, we don't have a stake, we don't have a meeting, which one would you start first? Uh, the general. Open like we do. Okay. I, I agree with that. Why would you say that? Because it, it builds a following, right? You build families first, and then you can go spread out. Okay. And then... Those numbers are going to get big. If you do it the right way... I yeah. promise you, Heavenly Father, the, the disease, no matter where, it, I don't it, care where you live in Iowa or whatever, you're, it, it's on 60 Minutes almost every other week yeah. that the small farm towns are suffering yes. hard, just like we are. So your meeting will start small, but then it'll get to the but, point where But you from there, I, you would see that, oh, we have a need for this. Yes. So we should start a women-only meeting. Well, we, we first start started only. here, perfect example, two years ago in just our ARP, we didn't have a lot of women. But right. then all of a sudden now there was need, like she started yes. to fill it. So just... Yeah, so the general, I agree. So that's what I'm going to put out there. So, okay, Lexi, any last comments? You look good in that pink beanie. Um, thank you. No, I mean, I just love it, this. Bring, it, ho- bring it home oh, no. for the ladies, for the spouses. I, I just love this meeting, and I think for the spouses. This is the, the podcast. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm just so used to saying that, even though I really do love it. But for the spouses out there, I think it's just really important to separate yourself from your husband's sins. I think so many times the women just want to focus on all that, but when you really focus on yourself and re- and focus on the things that you need to change and also let go of your husband's, like, when you realize, like, okay, I can't control him, when you come to that realization, it's very freeing, and you can just work on yourself and be that example for him, whether, and then also set the boundaries, but... Um, yeah, doing the 12 steps for yourself will change your outlook on yourself and your spouse and just, it'll really... And, and, and a good, better, best on that would be good would be read the manual, write the answers by yeah. yourself. Better, do it with, with a, sponsor. a sponsor. Best, do it with someone That's who's... actually been Another wife. A, another wife who's... Who's gone maybe through spouse it. has gone through it and you're gone through it, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, the title. But, but don't put it off. Like, if you're like, well, I'm just going to wait till someone... You would yeah. say, no, start doing the steps yourself yeah. at home with the manual, right? And I think naturally... And, or, or with a counselor advisor like your uh, friend did. That'd be... 
Yeah, I think naturally when you come to the, if you're coming to the meetings with your husband or whatever, I think naturally you start kind of thinking like, oh, you know, you're reading, you're like, oh, that could work for me and, you know. Yeah. Okay, last thing I want you to share from your experience with uh, other spouses is, because I've heard it, but I think there are people that probably don't believe it, but there are spouses to find out their husband, let's, for example, use a pornography addiction. Mm Mm-hmm. And completely devastated. You know, he, so, yeah. Peter Priesthood for 10 yeah. years, 20 years. This, you know, this is just hypothetical, right? Like, oh, he's corporate yeah. president. He's moving through the ranks of the church. <laughs> he's got all the all the boxes checked. Mm-hmm. He's like spiritual giant. And then he comes home and say, drops the bomb that I, I, I've, I'm a pornography addict or, or however it comes to light. Right. Complete devastation. Some of them, I hate my spouse. Totally. I'm no longer going to be an eternal companion. We maybe get divorced. Like, all these thoughts are going through their mind. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to where you you know these some of these spouses personally where they're like, yeah. my marriage is better now. I yeah. love my husband more now than I did yeah. when we were first married. Yeah. You heard this? I think she any, said it. I think you, anything is can, can, you know, be fixed. There's not... You're not going to have some guy that's addicted to porn not going to be able to make it because he's addicted to porn. Just like some guy that's on drugs is going to be out on the streets. It's like if they are working the 12 steps, like they're, they can become an, a whole person that they never thought that they could be. I never thought our marriage would ever. I mean, I honestly thought we would get divorced. Like I. You filed yeah. divorce paper. You have. I had a lawyer. I had, I had the money on down payment. I had everything. I was like ready. I was like n- never thought we'd ever get back together. And here we are five years later, and our marriage has never been better. And it's not just because, you know, we did, we, we Are got you just to an have, anomaly? Are you the only one? No, we're no. not. That's what we always say. We're not an anomaly. We're not special. We just did the steps, and they work. The steps work for yourself. They work for your marriage, and they work for your family. They work for everything. To, to let can one thing, and we can end. I want to compliment my wife because oh. I say this a lot, <clears throat> but I don't say it a lot to her. There's ne- <coughs> five years now, next week, next five years. Oh, but yeah. that's not five so years exciting. when she came back. She didn't come back till way later. So December is when she left me five years ago. And then it was like another three or four months. So February, March, January, February, March, like around that time we got March-ish. back together. So, But going back five years, over the last five years, she has never once, never once since we got back together brought up anything from the past. I'm not, I'm not even talking about in a gnarly fight, which we've had, and I've been a real a-hole. She didn't ever go, and remember when you did that, or you're just that, or you used to be that. Not even in the beginning when we had fights, not 10 years. We, she has never once brought up the past because, and that to me is, yeah, she's awesome, and that's a compliment to her, but that's also a compliment to the atonement because she actually applied it to her life because no real human could do that. No one could, especially how bad I was can before. I, can I share an experience real you quick? You may. Okay. Jay so, says people like long podcasts. Oh, they do? Yeah, so keep okay. sharing. So do some My mom doesn't like a lot of podcasts because the... she's watching our children, but go on. <laughs> Love you, Mom. So Saving lives. I'll just share this one experience I had, and this was right before we got back together, and or one of the first times that we hung out after we had split up, and it was really gnarly. Like, you guys, there are no, there were two people that have never hit each other more than me and Jay, right? Yes. And you hated me, but yeah. I really did. I guys, I was like, it's bad. Anyway, so um, we were finally talking, and I felt 
this overwhelming sense of love that I have never felt before. What are you Keep doing? Keep going. We're okay. There's nothing, nothing to do with podcast. you. We're, oh, okay. we're talking about other things. Anyways, so I had this like overwhelming sense of love that I never felt for him. And I knew it was like the Savior showing me his love for Jay. And I saw Jay the way that the Lord and Jesus Christ saw Jay. And I think that's really important to remember because we're all sinners. We all have our issues. And I think that it's so easy to point the finger and want to say, you're the one with all the issues. You're the one with the addiction. But you have to remember, and this is what I tell all the wives, that their husband doesn't want to be like a porn addict. Their husband doesn't want to be a drug addict. They're, they don't want to be these people. And that's this is their way of like showing showing you that like they don't want to be these addicts and so I just think that it's so important that we just look at each other the way God sees us and I don't know that really helped me when we got back together because there were so many times where things weren't perfect and I wanted to just bounce or I just wanted to be like maybe this isn't worth it but I always went back to that feeling good to know just kidding. Go on. Oh my gosh, you interrupt me so much. So, no, you're amazing. <laughs> Anyways, you make me I don't even know what I was saying, but yeah. It was beautiful, Lexi. It was great. Anyway, I loved it. Yeah. See, they're a real couple, and we get to hear it real live right here. <laughs> Boom. Why don't you guys kiss, and then we'll close it. <laughs> oh, Love you. that was so romantic. Okay. <laughs> Love Until you. Until next time, this is Brad and Jay for the... You fit the animals. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Love you. Humility
shelter 